Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just a Position, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and listen to new episodes out every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcasts. You guys... It's my birthday today. Well, technically not today because I am, you know, pre-filming this ahead of my birthday, but this episode does go live on my birthday and I am turning the big old 27. (sighs) Maybe that doesn't seem like a significant number, but it is a pretty significant number to me because I can no longer claim that I'm in my mid twenties. I am now in my late twenties approaching 30 and, you know, That's a lot to reconcile with. No, I mean, I'll be honest. Birthdays used to bother me a lot. Like I used to freak out on my birthday because I'm like, oh my God, I haven't accomplished all I want to. I'm getting older. Death is approaching so fast. And I used to get so anxious about it. But nowadays I don't really get anxious. I honestly kind of look at it as an opportunity to reflect on what the past year has really taught me and how much I've matured and grown. And in this episode, I thought it would be really cool to do 27 lessons that I have learned while I turn 27. I actually don't know exactly what this is going to be titled, but it's going to be something like that. Um, I love seeing these TikToks and videos um, from people where they turn a certain age and they talk about all the lessons that they've learned because, I mean, overall, I think it's just really valuable information to hear the most significant and life-changing pieces of information that people have to share. And I, I really enjoy listening and learning from these types of videos because it helps me kind of gain perspective for my own life. And I figured, I've never done a video like this before, um, but I figured in this episode, I would share with you guys 27 different lessons that I have learned throughout my 27 years of existence. And it was really fun prepping for this video because I got to really look back on my life and think like, okay, what are the most valuable lessons that I have learned that I would want to tell everyone I possibly could if I you know, was talking to an 18 year old version of myself, just barely entering adulthood, what are the lessons that I would want to instill in that younger person? Um, obviously I'm not able to do that, but if you are listening at any age, I feel like these lessons are really valuable. And I also feel very fortunate to have lived a very full life so far. I've been able to have a lot of different experiences and there's still a lot more to come and I have so much learning to do like, oh my God. But I think, you know, I have been able to learn some really valuable lessons that I would just love to share with you guys. So we have a lot to get through, so I'm just going to jump into it. But here are 27 lessons that I want to share. Number one, you and only you are responsible for your life. This is something that I kind of have to continually learn, but I definitely was able to learn somewhere along the lines within the past, like, I don't know, like seven years. I have talked to so many different people and even looking at myself have seen so many moments in the past where I've just made so many excuses where I've been like, oh, well, I'm not able to pursue this passion because I don't have these, you know, like benefits or I don't have these privileges that allow me to get that. Um, I've talked to so many other people where, you know, I've encouraged them to pursue a passion, to pursue an interest, go after what they love. And instead of looking at it as an opportunity, they look at all the things that hold them back. And I've definitely done this as well. And one lesson I've really had to learn is that no one else or nothing else is responsible for your life. That is you and only you. And you have to take full advantage of the moment and not look at the boundaries that are in your way, but instead really utilize those boundaries and as opportunities for growth to get to 
to get you to where you want to be. I think it's such a liberating way to think. And when I was able to have that mental switch, man, I noticed such huge differences in my life because, you know, it's never going to be the perfect scenario, the perfect situation. You're never going to have all the tools and knowledge and experience that you need to do whatever you want to do. Um, But that's not really the point. The whole thing about living a full life, in my opinion, is about pursuing what you want to do in spite of the challenges that are in your way. And it's kind of sad, like talking to people uh, I've known who, you know, haven't been able to pursue their passions or really progress because of this constant narrative that they're telling themselves where it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't have enough time or I don't think I'm right for whatever I want to do. Or, you know, I have this restriction or this, you know, um, boundary that I'm not able to cross, whatever it may be. This can be in any sense of life, whether it's your career, whether it's dreams you want to accomplish, whether it's relationships, whatever it may be. um, At the end of the day, only you are responsible for your life. And if you're not taking advantage of those opportunities, then you're just going to watch your life go by of you being stifled by excuses instead of really using those as opportunities to grow in spite of whatever boundaries are in your way. So that's a really valuable lesson I've personally learned and something that once I was able to have that mental switch was so powerful to me. Um, If you want a really good book recommendation that I highly recommend, it's one of the best books I've ever read. It's called The Obstacle is the Way and it focuses on different world changers and how they used their biggest restrictions and lack of opportunities as abilities and as strengths and opportunities to grow. It's, it's amazing. Highly recommend reading it. But anyway, let me get on to number two. Number two, you are not your trauma, but you are responsible for resolving it. I have talked at length on this podcast and on my channel as well about, you know, the traumatic experiences that I've had, particularly during my childhood, but really throughout my life. And I've had to recognize that I am not my traumas. Those things happen to me, but they do not define me. However, it is my responsibility to work on resolving those traumas so they don't, one, not only affect my future in a negative way, but two, also don't hurt other people in my life. And I've seen a lot of people, and I saw myself, you know, kind of struggle in that place where you feel so closely intertwined with your traumatic experiences that it's hard to imagine yourself separate from them. And I've also seen how I and others, when you don't focus on fixing your traumas, how that can really bleed into the relationships that you have in your life, which is not good. And that's why I reinforce like the importance of resolving those traumas and working on yourself and, you know, self-improvement. But at the end of the day, you're not your traumas, you know, you are your own person separate from all those experiences. The third lesson I've learned is to not take life too seriously. Oh my God, I wish I would have known this so much earlier in my life, but I think growing up in a very stifling environment like I did, I was constantly focused on how I can succeed, how I can push myself to the absolute brink of my abilities. Just go, go, go. Um, You know, I don't have time to relax. I don't have time to have fun. I need to do, you know, what my goals, my dreams, or my passions are, and I have to be successful. And it took a lot of 
I think the joy and the meaning from a lot of the experiences that I've had in my past away because I was just so focused on end goals that I really didn't focus on enjoying the moment. And I was just taking life way too damn seriously. And the thing about life that I've come to learn is that life is about enjoyment. You're supposed to enjoy living every day. And I think I was so focused on you know, pushing myself, which in a healthy balance, I think is good, but I was way overdoing it and taking life way too seriously. And at a very young age was shouldering the responsibilities uh, that were way beyond my years and kind of, you know, thinking it was a good thing that I was so serious and that I took my future very seriously and blah, blah, blah. And when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, like, I lost a lot of opportunities to just have fun and enjoy the moment uh, because I was taking life way too seriously. So if you are young, well, honestly, at any age in your life, don't take it too seriously, you know, just enjoy the moment and take time to relax and just have fun. Don't take life too seriously. Number four, and this has been a really hard lesson to learn, but dreams and goals are important, but they're not everything. I, I think lost so much of myself um, in assigning too much meaning to dreams and goals throughout my life where I was like, they are everything. It's all that matters. Your dreams and your goals are the only thing that is important in this lifetime. And, you know, one of the unfortunate things that I had to realize is that when you do accomplish your goals and some of your dreams, um, you realize if you're attaching all your meaning to that, that there's really an emptiness there. And it's really about enjoying the journey, enjoying the moment and finding fulfillment in that rather than the end result of a dream or goal. And like I said, this has been probably the one of the toughest lessons I've had to learn because growing up in a very suppressive environment like I did, dreams and goals were the only thing motivating me to be able to survive in the moment. So having to unlearn that kind of rhetoric of dreams and goals being absolutely everything, especially in a world where that is so heavily encouraged and so closely assigned to a success too, which I think is ridiculous. Um, that, that was a difficult lesson, but I think it's really important that, yes, of course, have dreams, have goals. It's so important to pursue them, but don't be so hyper fixated on them that you lose the ability to really enjoy the moment and live fully in the present. You know what I mean? It's it's difficult. And I, I want to tread lightly when I say that because I don't want to squash or squander on any dreams or goals that you do have. But remember that they are not absolutely everything. And while they should motivate you at some capacity, you can't assign meaning to them because once you reach that point, um, you're going to realize like I did, <laughs> which, you know, is not very much fun that it's like, oh, Meaning and fulfillment uh, and happiness are not found in checking some goals off of your bucket list, but are instead found in the present and in the process of fulfilling those goals and dreams. Number five, this one was also a really difficult one for me to learn too, but family isn't everything. I know we live in a society that reinforces the idea that family is number one, family comes first before anything else. Um, and I, I know in other cultures, depending on what culture you're from, that idea is even more heavily enforced than even, you know, uh, Western U USA uh, societal standards. But family really isn't everything. However, I think 
being able to surround yourself with people who uplift you to be the best version of yourself is family. And that is extremely important. But blood is not thicker than water. And that was a really difficult lesson I had to learn in cutting ties with people in my family is realizing that even though we live in a world that constantly says that, you know, your parents and your family is the most important thing and that you should never, ever, ever give up on them. If it's a really unhealthy, toxic, um, and damaging cycle that you are in with family members, it is not good for you to stay in a relationship like that. And that is not me telling you that you should just cut ties with your family. Like definitely, I think it takes work and it takes a lot of time, but Um, you know, surrounding yourself with people who value you and who want the best for you, whether that is by blood or not by blood, um, is the most important thing more so than blood family, if that makes sense. Uh, it's a really difficult concept, but I know a lot of people are opening up on TikTok and other platforms about say, no, going no contact with their family. And, you know, I think there's a lot of situations where it is justified, uh, like my personal situation where it was not healthy at all to continue having a relationship um, with family members. But I think finding those people who can genuinely support you and be with you for the long run is really important. But what's most important is having that sense of comfort and peace and support that you can find within yourself um, instead of having to solely rely on your family for that. If you can have that within yourself, then you'll have the jurisdiction and the I think perspective to be able to properly dictate who can be in your life and who is going to support you in the best, most genuine and positive way possible. Number six, and this might be a little bit of a controversial one, but it is okay to party. (laughs) I know that sounds really funny, but let me explain. So from the time when I first entered college up until like pretty recently, I was always that person that was like, oh, going out clubbing, going to events, going to music festivals. Oh my God. I am so above that because I take my life seriously and I care about my career and I care about my future and I don't want to dabble in that kind of stuff. Um, I had such, I think, a an uppity stance when it came to just like, you know, enjoying yourself, having fun, going out on the weekends, having a good time. And I've only came to realize over the past few years that it's like, it's okay to like have fun, to go out, to have drinks. And obviously it depends on the individual. I'm not saying that like, you know, that's right for everyone. But I think I took my life way too seriously and looked down on that so much where I was like, oh, like I could never. That I you know, I think I lost out on just like a lot of fun and a lot of necessary like growth processes. Like I missed out on like kind of the college experience of being able to experience college parties and having fun. Um, And even nowadays, like I absolutely love going to the clubs sometimes. I love being able to, you know, go and try speakeasies, new places. I'm really passionate about mixology. I absolutely love going to music festivals. That's one of the places where I can feel the most joy and also peace, strangely enough, is being surrounded by positive energy with music that I absolutely love. And I totally would have missed out on that um, had I just been so hyper fixated on just work, work, work and taking life too seriously. And obviously, I think 
a balance is absolutely necessary. I don't think it's healthy to live a party lifestyle by any stretch of the imagination, but it's okay to let loose sometimes, you know, it's okay to relax and have a good time and um, just, you know, enjoy the moment instead of being so focused on the, like, um, you know, your career or working or whatever it was that I was so obsessed with in an unhealthy way. I've now realized that it's like, oh, it's fine to party. It's fine to have like a good time. And, you know, obviously safely and with, with people, you know, who are good and you trust and all that kind of stuff that goes without saying, but it's okay to let loose a little bit. It's fine. Number seven, move out of your hometown. I think this is such an important lesson because when I moved out on my own, um, I moved to Hawaii. I didn't know anyone who lived there. I had never been to Hawaii before. It was the one of the most transformative periods of my life where I feel like I experienced the most growth because nothing challenges you more as an individual and challenges your value and your world perspective than moving to a completely different place and starting over. But in a beautiful way, it's an opportunity to have kind of like a clean slate, a fresh start and be away from all the you know, ties and old definitions of yourself. And it really gives you an opportunity to redefine yourself and figure out like, who the fuck am I? Like, what are my values? Who am I as a person? It gives you an opportunity to start anew. And I think that's one of the most beautiful and liberating experiences ever. Of course, it is really difficult. It is not easy, but I see so many people who I think because they stay in their hometowns, it kind of stifles their growth. And by no means am I saying like you could never move back to your hometown at all. I think the importance of moving out of your hometown though is that it allows you to experience the world and really help you figure out like, do I want to stay in my hometown or do I want to experience the world in a greater capacity? And I really think that's important for everyone to do um, because I Uh, if you never move out of your hometown, you'll always be stuck wondering. And I think even worse, you'll never be able to understand yourself and understand others at a deeper level um, than if you're staying in your hometown environment where you're surrounded by the same people, the same perspectives, and tied to the old versions of yourself, you know? So I think everyone should do it. It's so important. Even if it's for a short time, I think it's necessary to really help you discover the person you're meant to be. Number eight, face your fears head on. I have had so many experiences where I've been terrified to do something, say, for example, in in the recent past, like uh, going diving out in the ocean. I was so freaked out to do that because I was like, oh my God, I don't think I'm going to be good. I'm kind of scared of going into deep water or even going surfing. It was something I was always intimidated by. And once I did those things, I was like, oh my God, why didn't I do these things sooner? I enjoy them so much. And I didn't have regret, but it was more like, Oh, frustration that I hadn't done these things sooner so that I could have them as a part of my life that really enriches me. Um, and, you know, there's the saying that if you're scared of something, it's probably means that you're supposed to do it. And I completely agree with that. I think it's so important to face your fears because you may find something that you genuinely enjoy doing that you would have never known you loved before. But I think even more importantly, it's that self-reassurance and that self-growth that allows you to be able to face your fears even more easily in the future and kind of reassures you as a person that like, yeah, I can do this. Like I can take life head on. I can face my fears. Like how powerful am I? And I think that's the most important thing that you can take from facing your fears. Number nine, see a therapist. I think 
everyone should see a therapist because everyone has shit that they go through and everyone likely has had at least some traumatic experience during the course of their lifetime that you don't know is affecting your current worldview and is affecting your happiness now. And seeing a therapist allows you to be able to gain a better perspective. And I think it gives you really powerful tools that will help you regardless of what you've been through to be able to have a better perspective towards life, to have a better sense of self-worth. And it's something that I wish I had done a lot earlier. Um, I've been in therapy for a long time now, but I think it's really important that everyone should see a therapist at some point. So I definitely recommend it. Number 10, travel a lot. Travel, travel, travel. I have always had a love for traveling, but over the past, like, I don't know, say five years, I kind of fell out of love with traveling because a lot of it was work travel. Um, I, you know, thought it was kind of like too expensive. I didn't think it was kind of the right fit for me. And I kind of fell out of love with traveling. But recently I've been able to take trips for enjoyment. And I just forgot how much travel helps you grow as a person, how much you learn and experience and just the life-changing opportunities that come with traveling. And when I say traveling, I don't mean <laughs> and this is my personal opinion. I don't mean going and staying in a luxury resort um, or, you know, like going to Vegas for a weekend to party it up. Like, of course, those things are fun, but I mean true travel, like going to an environment, a culture, a location that's completely different than your own and being able to experience it, meet the people, ex like fully immerse yourself in the culture because it is a truly life-changing experience and it'll really help you grow a lot as an individual to have more empathy, to have more understanding of the world. It changes you so much and it's something that I think everyone should do and take the opportunity to do as much as they can. And my 11th point actually kind of goes along with that is that travel does not have to be expensive. I think in the USA, we have this kind of idea of travel that is like, oh, well, you have to stay in a nice hotel room. You have to pay for excursions that are very expensive. The flights have to be very expensive. But let me tell you that the I was able to travel from when I was like, I think 16 years old all the way up until I was 22 years old all of the travel, well, almost all of the travel I did was free. Um, I was able to travel the world, go to countries like Tonga, um, Fiji, Vanuatu, Cabo Verde, um, all of these places for free or very little money. Um, and there's so many resources out there to help you figure out how you can do that. And those have been some of the most life-changing experiences I've ever had. So if you were already kind of shaking your head and being like, mm, I can't afford to travel. It's just not something I'm able to do. Liza Minnelli, you are able to. I highly recommend um, looking into like how you can travel for more affordable rates or for free like I did um, because it's really some incredible opportunities out there. And if you keep your mind open to experiencing new things, it will just absolutely change your life for the better. Number 12, treat everyone with kindness. This is so important and I know that it's a very common you know, expression, but I am someone who doesn't like to live my life with regrets. I like to see, you know, mistakes I made as a learning opportunity, but the only regrets I have is whenever I didn't treat someone with kindness, when I was a little bit short with them, or I wasn't being, you know, authentic, um, or not being the most nice because I was in a bad mood. Those are the only experiences that I ever regret where I'm like, wow, why the fuck did I do that? Like, I'm such a shitty person. Treat people with kindness, always. You never know what they're going through, and I always do 
do the activity of just imagining myself in their shoes and kind of trying to understand like what they could be possibly going through because everyone's going through some shit and being mean or rude or short with people does nothing to help them or help make the world a better place. It just makes it more miserable for everyone. Treat people with kindness. It will always, always be worth it. Number 13, spend as much time as you can in nature. And I know there's some people listening out there who might think you're not a nature person. I used to be that person. I always used to be like, uh, I don't really like spending time outdoors. It's not super comfortable. Um, you know, I'd rather be comfortable. But let me tell you, spending time in nature, it to me is the most peaceful, reflective, just wholesome, wonderful energy experience um, in any capacity, whether I'm going on a hike, whether I go to the beach, whether I'm out in the woods, um, even just going on a walk, watching sunsets, like every time I do things like that, it enriches my mental health so much and provides so much peace. And there's literal science out there to show that by us spending time in nature it significantly enriches our mental health. And, you know, we are creatures who are designed to be outdoors. We are not meant to spend the majority of our life inside. And by being outside, in the outdoors, it doesn't have to be anything super uncomfortable. It can literally just be like going out to watch sunset uh, in the evening. Nothing super intense. Uh, do it, you know, do it as much as you can because it will always, always help your mind and your body come to a better place of peace than if you're not to do it. Number 14, this was a rough lesson for me to learn and one that I was determined to not learn, but work is not everything. We live in a society here in the USA where, oh my gosh, work is shoved down our throats. It is so driven by just greed and capitalism where it's like, we have to work, 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 work and achieve the American dream. Um, and that's something I definitely subscribe to. I have always been the person who's just like, work is absolutely everything. Um, but here's the thing. Work should be important in a sense of providing for ourselves, giving ourselves a livelihood. But in my opinion, work should not be the most important thing in your life. Um, and that is coming from someone who used to believe that work is literally everything, but it's not. And if you look at what the top regrets are from people who are on their dying bed, I think it's within the top three. I think maybe the second most common thing that people have said is, I wish I didn't work so much because you think about it, like really think about if you're at the end of your life and you look back, are you going to be grateful for all the time you spent working? No, you know, you're not. And I get it. You know, finances are rough. Supporting yourself is rough. Um, having a livelihood is difficult, but it's important that you take time outside of work to really cultivate who you are as a human being, to connect with people, to spend time in nature, do things that you love. Don't be so focused on work being the number one priority because I know for me, when I look back on a lot of these years, like, yes, I am very grateful for the position that I'm in, but at the same time, I'm just like, I kind of wish I didn't work so hard because I overexerted myself in so many ways and wasted a lot of time that I will not be able to get back. And when I, I really had a like awakening moment last year when I was like, okay, Hiram, look back at the past three years the majority of which I spent so much time working and think about like the times where you felt the most happy and none of them were related to work. Absolutely zero of those experiences were related to the work that I was doing and it was related to other things, which I will get into uh, later in this episode. But yeah, work is not everything. 
Number 15, discover new music. Music has become something that I had no idea would provide me so much joy, happiness, comfort, help me mourn. Like music is a beautiful thing. And I always used to be that person that was just like, oh my gosh, like people who are super into music and say that, you know, music in their life, it's kind of like, okay, whatever. But honestly, like that was up until the point I was able to find music that really spoke to my soul and really made a difference in when I was going through something really difficult or happy moments. And now I've been able to discover music that I love. Like I was talking about before, I love going to music festivals and events. Um, It's some of my favorite experiences and finding music that I truly love has oh my gosh, provided me so much meaning in a way that I never thought was possible because it seems like something so simple. But I think music really does speak to the soul in ways that we just can't get anywhere else. So take time to really discover new music. Find songs that you love. Find artists that you love because that can be such a beautiful, wonderful part of life. Number 16, get off social media. I know this is really ironic for me to say, speaking to you on social media. Um, Here's the thing. I think social media can enrich our lives in so many ways. And there are so many people that I follow where I love seeing their content. It makes my day so much better. But overall, I feel like we as a society spend way too much time on social media and it is not good for our mental health. I think the amount of time that we are spending scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on TikTok is super, super unhealthy. And I've had so many days where I've like looked back and I'm like, damn, I spent like two hours scrolling on TikTok. I could have gone for a short hike. I could have gone and like watched the sunset outside or gone to the beach. I could have taken a short walk through the woods. I could have gone on a drive. Like there's so many other things I could have done instead of just sitting and scrolling on social media. So figure out ways that you can spend less time on it because it is such a time sucker. And by spending too much time on social media, it's really not good for the mental health. Um, If I could, if I didn't work in a job that was about social media, I would spend significantly less time on it, almost like no time on it. Um, But I love creating content and I'm very happy I'm on here and I'm grateful for social media, obviously. But I think we could all use a little bit less social media time. Number 17, having alone time is important, but not too much alone time. I, you know, used to be the person that would always love socializing with people. I was very much like an extrovert where I always felt like I needed to be in an environment where there were were people um, interacting with people to kind of like distract me from being alone with myself because the idea was very uncomfortable. Um, And then I was able to grow to a point where I was like, wow, I really, really love alone time. I love being able to spend time with myself, um, with my thoughts. It seems scary, but after a certain point, it gets very, very peaceful. (laughs) But I think I grew a little bit too comfortable with that where I realized I was spending so much alone time that it was almost like isolation, which is not good for you, for your body, for your mental health. So I think it's important to find a balance. But I know too many people who always need to be socializing, interacting with others, being in an environment where there's other people and are so uncomfortable with the idea of being alone with their thoughts. And I think, you know, you should, you should take the risk and have that alone time because it can be very therapeutic and it can be very peaceful. And I think we as humans are meant to have some time without stimuli and just alone with ourselves. Uh, It can be really, really enriching. 
Number 18, the most meaning is found in helping others. Helping others is, in my opinion, the most important thing that we can do with our lives. And I know for me, uh, one of the best ways to lift myself out of a dark place is to focus on how I can help others. Um, It's such a rewarding experience. And the best part is that it not only helps you, it helps other people. Um, And whatever it looks like, it can be however small, however big. I'm not telling you you have to be like a humanitarian and go move across the globe, but just find little ways to help others because that is something that you will never regret. It is always, always so rewarding to be able to help think about how you can make another person's day better. So spend as much time as you can helping others. Number 19, maybe a little bit of controversial one, but you should spend time single. Relationships are not everything. Um, I have experienced so much self-growth during the years that I've been single. Um, I think it is such a necessary time to really discover who you are. And relationships and love are shoved down our throats so much it's honestly kind of ridiculous. And I think um, the society we lived in, we live in, I hate that I'm saying like society, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's true. The culture we live in reinforces, honestly, not even healthy relationships, codependency to the point that so many people I know are so deeply uncomfortable with the idea of being single that they are constantly in a state of just relationship to relationship to relationship. And I'm not judging, um, but I am identifying that like, I don't think it's healthy to be in a state like that. And I think a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the idea of being single. And I know for me, there was definitely a time where I was like scared of being single, you know, cause it's, it's scary. You're alone. You know, you want to be able to have that love and want to be able to experience that relationship. But, um, it's necessary. You grow so much as a person and I think it helps you really improve your standards for the type of people and the type of relationships that you want in your life. And I think it's necessary for everyone. Um, And I just think it's, it's important that we recognize that yes, love is important and it can be a wonderful thing, but it is not everything and it is not worth sacrificing your mental health for. Um, It is way better to be single and not have to go through that like mental tribulation um, and be able to find safety and comfort, comfort within being alone with yourself, you know? Number 20, don't stay in an unhealthy relationship just because of the time you've invested into it. And this goes for anything. This goes for loving romantic relationships, uh, family relationships, relationships with work, uh, friendships, like it can literally be applied to anything, but don't stay in something that no longer serves you just because of how much time you've invested into it. And this is a lesson that I'm still like currently learning, um, always in a process, because it's difficult like when you've invested so much time into something that, and you're like, I wanna make it work, I want it to still work, like I'm gonna keep pushing, but I think you know it's important to reflect on how you're feeling and if you're actually enjoying the experience and being like, do I even want to do this anymore? Is it healthy for me to be in this relationship anymore? And if it's not, Booba, leave. <laughs> Don't stay in it because it is not serving you. It's only going to be like hurting you if you continue to stay in that. And that's something that I've had to learn in so many different capacities within my life um, and a lesson I'm always learning. But I think it's it's really important because a lot of us just, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that, myself included, um, during, you know, whatever we're investing time into. It's, it's difficult, but it's really important. 
Number 21, college is not necessary. Let's face it, at this day and age, college is a luxury. It is not a necessity. Um, but of course, it depends on what vocation you're planning on pursuing. Like if you're working in the medical field or, you know, legal field, obviously education is important, it is a requirement, but college is not absolutely necessary. And it that's something like, I will say I'm grateful for my college experience, but I'm glad I dropped out when I did because um, I had to realize like, wow, this is really not necessary for me to continue doing. And I don't think it's good for me to be into because it's fucking expensive, bro. College is so pricey. And, um, I know so many people who, you know, I was in a lot of college debt and I know so many people who are in so much college debt from a degree that they really aren't using too much, or you found that it was not worth it to go into that much debt, um, to pursue a college education. So really think critically about if college is necessary and if it's something you have to do. Um, but it's definitely not for a lot of people. I'm not going to say the majority of people, but College at the end of the day is a luxury and totally not necessary in this day and age to be able to build a career that you love and also, you know, reach success if that is something that you, you know, want to achieve. Number 22, physical attractiveness is not everything. Uh, we live in a world that is just constantly promoting this idea of valuing someone else or valuing yourself based off of if you are attractive or not. And I bring this up for a lot of reasons because I have, you know, I absolutely love TikTok, for example, but I've seen how so much content on TikTok is rewarded based off of like the physical attractiveness of the creator who is making the posts. And so many people who are interested not only in content, but also in the real world, in people solely based off of physical attractiveness. And the reason why this was a really important lesson for me is because throughout my life, I've constantly beat myself up um, and been in really unhealthy coping mechanisms and cycles uh, due to insecurity about me not being physically attractive. And it's, you know, something I'm still learning. I still very much feel super insecure about that. Um, but I have to remind myself that it's like, oh my God, it does not matter. Physical attractiveness literally means jack shit. It means nothing. It is in no way a signifier as to whether or not someone is a good person, as to whether or not there is compatibility, if that's even a person that is valuable, you know, to, to your life. It, it means nothing. And I am really sick of kind of seeing um, in the world how much it is rewarded because at the end of the day, it doesn't mean jack shit. And uh, the reason why that resonates with me so much is because I've internalized that for so long where I'm just like, oh, I'm not attractive, you know, therefore I'm worthless. Therefore I don't mean anything, um, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just a really toxic mindset to be in. And I think that cycle is only perpetuating by seeing other people value physical attractiveness above anything else. So that's something I wish, uh, you know, I learned earlier and something I want to, you know, share with everyone that it's like, oh my God, it does not mean anything. So stop being insecure. I know this isn't going to fix it, but like reminder to just stop being insecure about your physical attractiveness. Um, because, it doesn't matter. Focus on who you are as a person, what your heart is, the quality of person that you are. That's the only thing that matters. Number 23, dress up. It's fun. <laughs> this is something I wish I learned earlier too, because throughout my life, I mean, I grew up with 
you know, no money whatsoever. So the concept of like dressing up for fun and finding clothes that I like, you know, um, was never even something that really like crossed my mind. And even in my early years of adulthood, up until very recently, to be honest, I always saw clothes purely based out of function, but it's so much fun to like find an outfit that you feel really confident in and you feel good in and to find fashion and accessories and things that just make you feel good about yourself. That's something that I didn't realize had so much uh, of a profound impact on the way I felt about myself, but something I've really enjoyed is like, oh my gosh, like find those clothing or find those accessories that make you feel like your best self because it is so enjoyable to be able to like go out into the world wearing something that makes you feel so much more com- you know, confident about yourself because I was so used to always just not seeing that as something that is enjoyable but there's a lot of enjoyment in it and it's very innocent and it's very fun so like do it find clothes that make you happy dress however the fuck you want because what's most important is you feeling like you are your best version and I think that dressing up and finding clothes that you love can really accentuate that Number 24, try new things at every chance you can get. There have been so many times in my life where I have been very hesitant um, to try new experiences or new adventures because I was scared. I was worried about what people would think. I was, you know, nervous about experiencing it. Like what I was saying before, surfing, diving. Those are things that I put off for so long because I was nervous about trying them. And then once I actually started to, I was like, oh my God, wait, this is so much fun. And I love this so much. And it makes my life so much better. Um, It's a very negative cycle to be caught in where you are hesitant to trying new things based out of fear. And I think there's so much to experience in this world and in this lifetime. And you don't want to reach the end of your life and be thinking like, oh man, I wish I tried this. I wish I experimented with that. I wish I went on these adventures. Like just do it. Take advantage of the opportunity, seize the moment and try new things. Because worst case scenario, you'll realize that "Mm, that's not really for you, but you are proud of yourself for pushing yourself to try it. And best case scenario, you're going to find new passions and loves that enrich your lives, your life in ways that you never thought were imaginable. So try new things. Number 25, a lesson I am very much still learning as a massive people pleaser, but stop trying to please people or get people to like you. One thing that has really helped me realize like why this is not a good thing is not only is it a really negative mental cycle to always be focused on what are people going to think of me? What if, you know, I embarrass myself? What if people don't like me? How do I get people to like me? All that kind of stuff. And over the past year, particularly, I think I've come a long way in being able to say like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do because I want to enjoy it. And I'm still working on it. I'm still very much (laughs) insecure in that category and still somewhat of a people pleaser. But one thing that helps me realize how like toxic and negative this can be is that at a certain point, people pleasing and trying to get people to like you is a form of control and manipulation because you are trying to control how they perceive you. Something that truly is impossible to do. You're never going to be able to control how someone perceives you. They're either going to like you or they're not going to like you. And there's nothing that you can do about that. And if you're trying to force that, it is a form of manipulation and control, which is not 
not healthy. You don't want to be controlling others. That's not good for you. It's not good for them. Um, so just stop trying to please people. Just focus on taking advantage of the moment and do whatever the fuck you want to do without thinking about how others are going to perceive you because your life is going to be so much better off. Number 26, a difficult lesson, but achieving success means absolutely nothing. I know it sounds very shallow to talk about trying to become successful, but let's face it, this world that we live in, I'm not going to say society again, (laughs) the world that we live in promotes this idea that like, if you can achieve success, then you are happy, then you are doing well, that you are in a place that so many people want to be in. And in my personal experience, being at this position in my life, um, you know, if I'm being 100% honest with myself, I think I have uh, achieved success in, in some ways. But I think one of the most startling realizations once you get to that point is you realize like, wow, there's really nothing here. Like there's no meaning or fulfillment that comes with becoming successful. And I know that sounds obvious, but it was definitely like a wake up call for me because I definitely fell into that trap where I was like, if I can get to a point where I'm financially comfortable, where I don't have to stress about like finances, where I can feel like I'm in a good place to pursue whatever I want, then I will be happy. Um, And while achieving success can definitely give you like opportunities to be able to better work on yourself and, you know, find fulfillment in different things. There's no actual fulfillment or meaning in achieving success if you're not living a lifestyle and having a perspective that allows you to fully live in the present, fully live in the moment and enjoy life day by day. Um, And that was a hard lesson for me to learn, a very, very difficult one, but I think very important because a lot of us, if not all of us, fall for this you know, false reality that is constantly promoted to us where it's like, oh man, if if I could only achieve success, if I only have the money and blah, 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 all the things that you see, then like, oh, life will be so much better. Life will be perfect. Life will be amazing. That's just not true. Um, if anything, it's more of a wake up call to the parts and aspects of yourself that you really need to work on to find that deeper fulfillment and meaning that we all assign to success. So if that's a lesson that you've already learned or something that you're already aware of, good for you. That is incredible. But I definitely fell within that trap and it has been very difficult, but rewarding to realize that doesn't mean anything. So I got to find meaning, not find meaning and fulfillment, but I have to experience meaning and fulfillment in the moment in the present. And that actually leads to my final lesson. I think the most important lesson out of all of these that I have learned, my 27th one, (laughs) I, how do I say this? The most meaning, the most happiness, and the most peace are found in the most simple of things. I think we all tend to fall for a lot of lies um, that are perpetuated that, you know, whether it be a success, whether it be a happy relationship, whether it be, you know, the best friends ever, um, adventures, traveling, whatever it may be. I think a lot of us tend to assign meaning, happiness to these things. But in my experience, Throughout the course of my lifetime, the most meaning has come from the very simple things. And when I say simple, I mean breathing, spending time in nature, 
watching the sunset, uh, listening to water like the ocean or the river, meditating, listening to a song you love, like really, really simple things that don't seem flashy, that don't seem extravagant, that seem completely contradictory to the messages that we are constantly seeing. That's where the most peace, happiness, and fulfillment can come from. Because I found that in those very simple moments, it's a beautiful reminder to enjoy the little things, to stop and smell the roses, you know, to focus completely on the present, not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past, just enjoying the moment as you are currently experiencing it. I think that's where you can really find so much meaning and so much happiness. And I definitely throughout the course of my life have been caught in lies that like, you know, meaning will come from constantly working and constantly working towards success or meaning will come from, you know, uh, doing all this very extravagant and cool things and adventures and all this stuff that, you know, seems so noteworthy and uh, seems like what everyone wants to do. But in reality, those very simple things I have found for me just provide not only meaning, but just peace, just that like internal soul beautiful peace feeling, which I think all of us definitely need to experience a lot more of. We live in a world where we are constantly overstimulated, where everything is going at a million miles per hour, where there's expectations placed on us from the second we are born, uh, where we're constantly comparing ourselves to others, and it breeds just mental chaos. And being able to enjoy those little simple things, I think, allows you to kind of detach from all those expectations and all those unhealthy attachments and allows you to just really enjoy the moment and see it for its beauty. So maybe that doesn't seem like the very flashy final 27th lesson that I've learned, but it's definitely the most important and the one that I, you know, want to leave with you guys today. I mean, thanks so much for listening to all of these. I cannot believe I'm 27. Uh, It's going to be a weird experience turning 27, but at the same time, not really, because I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, "Eh, it's just a number. I'm going to keep it moving, going to keep moving on. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that just comes with being older. I'm not stressing as much as I used to about it. Um, But yeah, I, you know, I hope that these things can mean something to you guys and hopefully some of these lessons resonated with you a little bit. By no means am I saying that um, I am the best person to be giving life advice in any capacity, but for each of these things, they have provided me so much value and so much reflection and internal self-growth that I would really kind of push you guys and commend you to at least try out, you know, it's worth a shot. Try some of these things out, see how they work for you because they've definitely made a huge impact in my life. And it was actually really fun putting this list together and kind of reflecting and being like, damn, you know, I guess I have grown a little bit over the course of my lifetime. I guess I have learned some cool shit. So hopefully this cool shit resonates with you. Thank you to everyone who listened to this entire episode. I will see you guys on the next episode. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 and Odyssey Studio. New episodes out every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Love you guys. Mwah.